Welcome to Tay's Talk Show, the podcast tour brought to you from the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Tay Daniels. Stay tuned because we are going to be dropping 20 new episodes over the span of 31 days. You're listening to Tay's Talk Show. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Tay's Talk Show Tour. Today's episode is a very special episode because I have my dad on this episode. I know a lot of you wrote in questions on Instagram and you wanted to know more about his business, how he got started, and how he successfully ran a business without a website or social media. So we have him on the show finally. Welcome, Dad. (laughs) Howdy. (laughs) Um, So first, tell us about you, your business, how you got started, whatever you want to share. Well, uh, I'm just a regular guy from a small town uh, just west of Topeka, Kansas, little bitty town, about 1,700 people. Um, I got uh, into the business. Uh, I actually started, I needed a summer job with the neighbor guy, and he was the one that had the pool business and construction business. So I asked him for a summer job. I got into that. I am college educated <laughs> have a degree but it's just was, was a general degree uh from kansas state but uh, i got started because um i'm not one to uh i guess i don't like people telling me what to do <laughs> most <laughs> so of us I here like, don't <laughs> yeah, i like to run my own show um be kind of the guy that can have his own destiny, so to speak, depending on how hard you want to work or what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, working for yourself is a uh, benefit that uh, is worth to me thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, even if you don't necessarily make those, so to speak, because you're in control of what you want to do. Absolutely. I talk about that all the time. It's about the freedom. Yes. And when you do what you love and the freedom comes, the money naturally comes Correct. from that. Yes. So, yeah, that's great. I couldn't agree more. We're off, already off to a great start. <laughs> um, tell us why did you, I mean, you kind of did, why you already started your own business. So you were working with someone else doing construction and then you left to do your own. Correct. Yeah. Um, I actually had a little bit of a, a one or two year hiatus in there where I did, uh, some uh, financial investing and stuff like that. I had a series six and 63 license where I did some investing in mutual funds and things of that nature. Um, the reason I kind of got out of that is I really enjoyed that, but uh, they also really wanted you to push life insurance. And I, that, <laughs> that just wasn't something that, that I liked. I just didn't feel comfortable with it doing that with people. Not that it isn't a necessity, so to speak, but it just wasn't my, lane yeah so to speak <laughs> wasn't your thing <laughs> yes so then what ultimately led you to then begin your own business i i worked uh some side jobs and stuff with the guy that i used to work for and i seen what you could do on your own and but that's just kind of one of the things there you gotta you gotta be willing to work either nights or on the weekends or do things like that on the side so that you can get started and get your name out there um one of the best things I can tell you that you got to do if you run your own business is do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And as long as you do that, I mean, I've never had to advertise. 
Um, and this may surprise some of you, but I bet in 21 years of being on my own, as far as business-wise, I bet I probably haven't written 10 contracts. Yeah. It's all been word of mouth and handshake. Yeah. Which, uh, within the online space, which is my audience and where I work, I'm, I push contracts all day long because, you sure. know, you can't trust people. But you've been very fortunate to have so many people recommend your business that you didn't have to be on social media. Plus, where we're, we're from is, you know, is Topeka, Kansas, um, yeah. 150,000 people. Um, it's not that big. So if the word gets out, if you do a good job, yeah, uh, that's kind of why I don't really have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been really fortunate to have pretty much a wait list every year. That's correct. For you, yes. So. I've always been busy. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Always. So, um, first, I mean, I know obviously, cause I know what you do, but if you want to tell people, I mean, what is your business? Uh, well, the main bread and butter, what we do is uh, in-ground swimming pools. We do the vinyl liners, and then we also do the shotcrete or concrete-type swimming pools. And then we also do uh, concrete flat work, which is basically your driveways, patios, floors for buildings, things like that. No walls or basements or anything like that. And then I also have a little small winter business that I do when it gets too cool to do the pools and the concrete is I have a tree cutting business that I go around farmers fields since we're in a rural area I'll trim their trees back along their fields so that they don't have to worry about ripping their <laughs> mirrors and things like that off of their combines and tractors so yeah that's that's a good winter job and that was another thing I was going to say too with your business being mostly outside and we live in the Midwest and the winters here suck. Um, you know what you do in your off season. That right there. Yeah. So I get to set in a heated cab in, yeah. a, in a, in an excavator that I had a guy make a saw for me that fits on the end of it. I just take the bucket off of the excavator and the saw has a four foot round blade on it. And it's got teeth the size of your <laughs> big thumb on your hand there or whatever. So yeah, it eats wood pretty good. Yeah. And how old were you when you uh, started your first business? Uh, well, it's been uh, 21 years ago, so it would be 39. You were 39 when you started? When we started, yes. Wow. I'd, I'd done the same work. Yeah. But finally went out on my own thirty when I was 39. Yeah, which is so interesting because I started at 23, my own business full time. And I talked to so many women in the industry that are in their earlier 30s and they feel late to the game. I, yeah, I was late. That was one thing I wish I would have done yeah. sooner was that. But uh, I guess, you know, you don't, uh, if you don't stick your neck out there, you can't, Yeah. you can't find out what you're missing, I guess. You got, you got to start somewhere. That's where you, you get your feet wet by doing the side jobs or doing a little bit, getting started. I've told kids that work for me that if you're probably not going to go into uh anything specific into college like engineering or architecture or something like that find something that you really like to do go work for someone that is in that field for the same amount of time you would spend in school yep and then go start your own business that way you're getting paid to learn and then you can turn around and go start your own business. So Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, you're not going to get younger. So I mean, the time's passed. You might as well just start. No. And, there's, <laughs> and 
when I was younger or in college, you know, a college degree was kind of saying something. Well, now yeah, everybody's got a college degree, so it, you got to be pretty specialized. Absolutely. If you really want to, you know, get something when you, as soon as you get out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Most, I mean, I've been told this many a times, your, your C students in high school are the ones that start the business, mm-hmm. and then they hire the A students <laughs> to work for them. And he knows that from experience. I was a C student and a college dropout, and here I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so when you first started your business, did you go all in on investing? Did you have investors, or did you have nothing from the beginning? We had nothing, and we just started, and I had to buy some equipment when we first start. And, you know, that's kind of an incentive where you either get out there and pay for it or, yeah. or you lose it. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. That's how it got started. Okay, cool. And then, well, I guess you kind of told us, what was the one thing you wish you would have implemented in your business early on? I know you said you would have, wish you would have started sooner, um, but is there something you wish you would have done that you didn't do, or maybe that you currently do now, you wish you would have started sooner? Like that thing you invented. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's a secret? Uh, well, it's not a secret, but I, I actually am getting the patent. Yeah. By February, so well, that's exciting. Yeah, so I've got one more hurdle after that, and then if that, I, I could be on Easy Street. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you were to do something different, you would have started sooner, potentially. I would have, yes, I would have started sooner. And would you have hired more more teams sooner? Yes, I actually that is what I would have done sooner. Uh, now that you mentioned that, is I would have uh, I would have rather of I was in business with my brother. And we were partners, and then he ended up leaving me. So I wish uh, we would have hired some uh, qualified people to run the crews. Yeah. And then I could have been out more getting the jobs and setting everything up and things like that. But yeah, I'm pretty picky, so I <laughs> I like to do stuff myself, and I really shouldn't probably do that because I'm getting older. So, <laughs> but I've got a kid now that I'm training training this. He's a hard worker and he's doing pretty good. So yeah, and for everyone out there that's feel that I mean I've been through this too, only being in business now almost six years, where I feel frustrated that I'm not further along um, in my business, or that you know I frustrated that just I feel like I should be more advanced. And I think for you, it's you know yeah you've been in years, but it's like what you're feeling there is normal. Yeah, but. Everything takes a little bit of time. Um, it's a lot of people <laughs> I've noticed that sit there and talk big about what they're making and what they're doing. Uh, if you really peel back the onion, it's not quite what they're saying because you've got to put in the time, basically get experience and you've got to be able to read people. Yeah. And that that's key. And that's one of the things that, um, I'm glad that I did. I did a little bit of that investing and stuff like that. I told you earlier. Yeah. And that was one thing where that helped me a ton on being able to relate with people. Um, that's where if you, if you say you're going to do something, do it. Yeah. And then people tell other people, they said, yep. He did, or she did exactly what they said they were going to do. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why I was 
I had two thoughts on that. So one was, I think people nowadays want that overnight success because they hear about it online all the time. I mean, I hear it and I sometimes get frustrated. Like I want to, you know, be successful overnight, but it, it doesn't happen that way. And you do have to put in that hard work and that hustle. And everyone now in the online space is like, oh, you shouldn't hustle. You shouldn't work all the time. But I had to work 60 plus hours a week to get my business to a place where now I can work 20, 30 hours a week. Oh, yeah, that's like. And your mother can attest to this, that there'd be many times we'd be going out on a Friday night to go eat. And I'd have to run by somebody's house yeah. and show them how to work something on a swimming pool or how to work their cleaner or something yeah. like that or go on a Sunday or get Just not long ago at a holiday, someone called call you. On a holiday, <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's just part of it. Yeah. And so for everyone out there listening, I know it, it seems like everyone online is an overnight success, but you do have to put in the time. You have to put in that hard work and you have to put in those hours to, to become successful and to also become sustainably successful. Right. I noticed one thing when I did do that investment stuff that, uh, a lot of times, um, uh, if you, um, alleviate a, issue or a concern up front yeah with someone like in my business there's a coating that i put on the concrete around the swimming pool that doesn't get hot when it's like 100 degrees out yeah um if you if you know something that might be an, a concern what you do is you bring it up prior to what's going on and say now look this is kind of the way this is and this stuff if you'll notice that this stuff comes in a bag when i'm telling you about the stuff i'm putting on the concrete yeah and it's not measured precisely so there could be just a slight variance between the two different batches that we make so yeah so they know ahead of time so they know ahead of time so they're not sitting here and then all of a sudden they're like oh well what's the deal on that or or you you get a concern out up front exactly. knowing it's going to come later. It's going to come. <laughs> I don't mean it's bad. I'm just saying it's something that somebody might go, Oh, well, I don't like that or something. So you, you bring it up first yep. prior to ever getting to that point. And then that way you can talk with the customer about it and then you can either change it or let them know and then they'll they'll accept it going oh okay well that's what he said or she said exactly so that then you it's just less headaches for you yeah as <laughs> Cover a business your back, owner your ass yes <laughs> yeah and then too the other part is you were saying is always do what you say you're going to do fall through and you've taught me that from the very beginning in my business and now most of our business has been referrals that's correct so i've I, never yeah. advertised in 21 years yeah all of us on the online space are very jealous we know that social media is amazing we love it but we also get easily sick of it and we wish that you know we had full business on wait list without being online. A lot of online businesses wish that. So that's amazing. So tell us, how do you balance it all? Pretty much being a one-man show. <laughs> it, it gets frustrating, <laughs> that's for sure. I've had many sleepless nights, that's for sure. But in my business, I mean, you can have anywhere from forty-five, fifty thousand 50000 up to $150,000 swimming pool in, in our area. and you know, when you're spending that kind of money, you better make sure it's right because it won't take long if you're crappy. Yeah. You won't be in business very long. No, that People word gets always, out. Yeah, you know, and I've always told Taylor this. 
a bad word travels twice as fast as a good one. Absolutely. But as soon as you get a good word out there about you, that's uh, your your set. Oh, so for sure. Absolutely. Because people buy from people that they know, they like, and they trust. And so if they can know you, like you, and trust you, and that's what we build our business on and we teach women to build their businesses on is know, like, and trust. That's, and that comes from quality. That's correct. Yeah. How yeah. you treat your people. And being honest. Absolutely. Yeah. And and if you don't know something, yep. this is the best thing you can say. You know, I don't know, but I'll find out <laughs> for you and I will get back with you on that. It's so funny you say that. I tell this to all of my students and on my podcast, I've said it a million times, I will not pretend to know something I don't know or teach on something it's not my expertise. I will just refer you to someone else. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be out here giving legal advice or <laughs> any of that. I just teach what I know and leave the rest up to someone else. That's correct. <laughs> if you do that, no problems. Yeah, absolutely. No problems. Well, I shouldn't say no. There's always there's always problems. problems but. <laughs> like yeah, but something comes up. It's usually something you can handle though. Absolutely. And, and one of the best things you can do is if somebody does start to get a little air, it just just talk to them, and then you got to say, well, you know, what can we do to make sure you, make sure things are right or yeah. whatever. And a lot of times it's not even you; it's some underlying issue with them. Maybe they're in fear, or um, maybe they had a bad day, even. And people will easily take that on, on other people. So you can't always assume that it's you, but if you just treat people uh, obviously the way you want to be treated, treat people like humans, and actually listen and care what your people want from you. Yeah, that's why God gave you two ears and one mouth, so <laughs> yeah. you listen twice as much as you talk. I heard that one quite a bit growing up. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could start a new business today, what would it be? Uh, I'd love to be what I'm doing, getting ready to do. I want, I will, I've got so many ideas on inventions. It's not even funny. Yeah. So you would just create inventions and sell them? Yeah. I, I, I've got the one that's really close. Yeah. To patent. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. That's exciting. Exactly. I know we've been waiting. COVID kind of threw a wrench in there, but yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be twice as nice now that COVID happened. Well, um, I will tell you this. Um, if there's something you want and I'm going to give you an acronym and I won't necessarily say the one word that goes <laughs> with it, but it's NFQ and it's never yeah. F and quit. We cuss on here. It's fine. But yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> That's <but> all right. <laughs> anyway, um, if this does go, I mean, it's been eight years I've been working on it. Yeah. So, I told myself when I started, I was never going to, I was either going to fly or die on this deal. So yep. it's going to do one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> we It's going to fly. We I know that. So, but um, You don't know. Yeah, for sure. Whatever God's got in plan for me. That's the truth. And we talk about that too all the time. It's, you know, your success is right on the other side of that failure. And it's about how many times you get up when you're knocked down. Because every time you get knocked down, you're like that much closer to success. That is correct. It's like a puzzle piece. And you've gotten one more just by that failure or just by someone saying no. You're so much closer to yes. But then people give up because they're like, I'm failing. I've failed my whole way to here pretty much. <laughs> yes. Um, failure is nothing more than a learning experience. That's, Absolutely. That's all it is. If And it's just like, and this is what I like about inventing, so to speak, is that, you know, when someone says that won't work, and I, my first reaction is like, how do you know? You, yeah. You have no idea whether that would work or not. So let's try it and let's see what happens. And then you go, oh, 
that's right. That that didn't work that way because we need to do this now and then it'll work. Mm -hmm. And if you think that way, I mean, it's just, it, it just comes to you. And it's, it, I think it's, it's the good Lord see, testing you to how bad you really to want see it. What you want it. Yeah. And yep. then it's, it's whether or not you're basically worthy of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And for those two out there who are um, maybe a Kardashian fan, maybe not, but Kylie Jenner, um, she's a self-made billionaire at this point. She's dropped a makeup line, a swimming suit line, and her marketing strategy is that she just puts it out there immediately and it's shit. And she gets terrible feedback from the internet about how shitty it is and how they want everything to be different. And then she takes everyone's advice and then remakes the product and sells out for billions. And it's because she's not afraid to fail, uh, number one. And she just puts it out there. And, and she's listening. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, don't be afraid of failure. Nope. <laughs> Tell us, how do you handle difficult clients? The, well, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, my grandfather used to say, and I didn't know him that well because he died when I was six, but my mother told me he used to say this is... Uh, uh, you spend the first 21 years of your life learning how to speak, and then you spend the rest of your life learning how to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> so when you have a difficult client, the best thing you can do is, uh, you know, um, ask them, you know, what is it that you're concerned about? You don't say the word problem or anything like that. Yeah. Say, what are you concerned about? And then if they let them tell you and then do to the best of your ability to, to try to get them what they want for sure I mean, yeah yeah and your business is based around relationships like your entire business model that is correct so it's about keeping your people happy but also keeping your boundaries strong that's correct and and the best thing i can say on your business to keep what i have about most of my clients or people that are my customers is that i always look at a job like as if it was my pool that I was building. Yeah. Would I want that or would I leave that like that? And if it's not, or I'd be like, that's crap. I ain't doing it. Yeah. And that's important. People that's, know that. That's right. Yeah. And so, or it's, and I always used to say this is it's, if somebody's, you know, you're done with the job and they want you to come back or something's not quite right. And it may, like in my sense, it may cost me three, four, five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. Go fix it. Yep. Because that is nothing compared to what it's going to cost you if somebody says, don't use that guy because he don't do this. And now it's cost you thousands. Absolutely. So it's better to lose a few hundred if you had to. Yep. Now I'm going to tell you about the <laughs> worst I've ever lost is $400. So that's pretty good. In 21 years. <laughs> In 21 years. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So do you think that there's a different effort or a strategy from a woman's perspective, building a business versus a man's? Uh, no. Um, it, it's just what lane you need to get into yeah. to build the business yeah. is all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I think it would be rough for a woman to be in my line of work to, to get someone to kind of, you know, hey, but that doesn't mean that she couldn't do it if mm -hmm. they seen what she does and, yeah. and she follows through and does it. But yeah, no, I, and I've said this, 
I wish I could find something I knew what women love and, and I would sell that because I'll guarantee you a woman will go, go through uh, hell and high water just to get something if they really want it. That's the truth. There actually is something that women do love that you're really good at and that is jewelry. My dad actually can hand make jewelry and it, he does it for my mom and it's amazing. I've I, been trying to get you to sell it. I can. <laughs> um, I mean, it wouldn't be anything that was really expensive, but uh, here's the thing about the jewelry part. Mm -hmm. Once I make one, I don't want to make another one the same. Which is so cool because they would be custom. Everyone's piece would be different. That's, that's true, but that's just the way I am. I, don't, I wouldn't want to mass produce the same one. Yeah. Yeah, he hand makes jewelry. Like I said, he's done it for my mom for a long time now. Um, they just, you know, got married here recently and they've been together 26, 26 years. years. Yeah. Um, but they had their official wedding and he made her wedding jewelry and it was beautiful. So that, I mean, you know what women like. <laughs> you got to sell it. <laughs> yeah, but I can't ever sell anything because your mother won't let me. That's true. She wants to keep it all she for wants herself. To keep it all. <laughs> yeah, you've made furniture. And furniture. Yeah. For for your daughter, our grand, my granddaughter. Yeah, a custom wood-made bed, which is awesome. So you have a lot of inventions you could have. Uh, you be selling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last question. Uh, for fun, what do your weekends look like or what do you do for fun? Oh, I love to rope, which I do team roping. Yeah. Which is the event in a rodeo that you see that the uh, two guys come out of the box with the steer and the chute and one guy's on the left side of the steer and the other one's on the right side of the steer the guy on the left side catches the horns or the head part and then he turns him to the left and then the other guy catches the feet so i love doing that yeah and uh, you do that competitively yeah, i do yeah i won fifteen thousand dollars one weekend yeah he travels for it he's got yeah. horses yes. it's it's yeah. a hobby but it's also like your second job yeah kinda. <laughs> i have not found a hobby that can pay you back very well than that particular type of hobby yeah i love to play golf yeah lots of golf and i like to hunt <laughs> yeah and so those are the three main things that i like to do uh in my spare time yeah on the weekends or evenings or whatever most weeks just yes. of golfing, <laughs> roping, and hunting. And hunting, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. It was awesome getting to, obviously, I know, I know most of this, but to be able to share it with my people is really cool because I've gotten the benefits of learning from you and the lessons that you've taught me. And I think more people need dads in their life that can give them this advice. Correct. I, I remember one thing that I, I told you, and this can help people, is always try to be nice to people, even if you're biting your tongue. Yeah. And that's where I said, you know, you know, sometimes you got to learn to just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And just, but I told you when you was in high school, you know, you may not, you may not be that person's friend. Mm -hmm. It may not be somebody you hang out with, but always try to be nice because when you're at that age, I don't care how old you get. If you're 50, 60 years old, they'll always remember, remember. 
And it's funny because earlier in the tour, I had an episode about myself in high school and how there were certain people in high school that bullied me and called me poor and said mean things and I've never forgotten. And then as an adult, they've asked me for a job and I've been like, no, you were nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so people don't forget. They don't forget. You can get a friend 20 years after high school and you may not remember something they did or whatever. It ain't that big a deal, but yeah. in high school, I don't it know sticks. what it is. <laughs> It sticks. Yeah. So I think that's great advice is um, building a business on relationships is ultimately what can keep you from spending all your time and dollars on marketing. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Because once the word gets out, you don't need to spend any money on that. Yeah, for sure. I've never done it. <laughs> yeah. We built our agency on referrals, which was amazing. And then I came into coaching and I've had to do different strategies, but now we're building up back a referral program because that's what works. And you're never too old to learn anything. No. Never. No. I've said that forever. I will probably forever use a business coach or mentor because I want to keep learning forever. And that's also, too, I read a lot of books. And I've always said this, the minute you think you know everything, you know nothing. Yeah, that's the truth. Yep, yes. absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being an, a guest on today's show. And as always, thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye.